Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by having an occasional training. And I'll be doing that this Saturday, June 27th at noon Eastern with a webinar I'm calling How to Deal with Distractions. We're all dealing with with distractions. So join me for some training this Saturday, June 27th at noon. The easiest way to register is click the link in the show notes. The second easiest way is clicking the banner at mrproductivity.com. On the show today, Nikki Rausch, she is a sales maven. We're going to be talking about how to sell authentically. Look at You don't have to have the word sales in your title, and you don't even have to work at a real, air quotes here, real job to be in sales. We're all in sales. Nikki's got some seriously awesome ideas, so let's get right to the interview. Nikki, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for getting up this early. It's 8 o'clock in the morning out in California, so I hope it wasn't (laughs) too much of an inconvenience for you. Not at all. Not at all. I'm I uh, I'm not as early of a riser as you are, but I'm I'm usually up pretty early. Yeah, I get up at five o'clock in the morning, which you know my my uh, elementary school brain wants to say that's three a.m. in California. But no, if I lived in California, it'd still be five a.m. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> a typical man. It's a dad joke. I just you know, never mind. Um, <laughs> so absolutely thrilled having you on the show. We're going to do something a little bit different on the show today, listener. We're going to talk about selling authentically. And whether you believe it or not, you are selling probably every, if you're not sleeping and not in the shower, you're probably selling. You just don't realize a kids sell really well. Um, and we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, how to sell on social media. My favorite platform is LinkedIn. I just wish they would find their way. They're kind of confused releasing all these new, you know, this new feature, this new benefit, this new product, and these people have, and these people don't, and this one doesn't work. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. But before we get started, Nikki, why don't you take about 20 seconds or so, tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm a sales coach and trainer. My company is Sales Maven. And I really focus on the sales conversation, teaching people how to strategically move somebody from that initial introduction all the way to the place where you exchange dollars for services or product. Making money. Love it. Making money. I love money. I- I love revenue. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'm not going to ask you your age because I, my mom told me you never ask a lady their age. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm 55. And I remember, I remember back in the day, 70s and the 80s, selling was totally different. You'd have those, uh, remember the monster, monster truck commercials, Sunday, 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 or this going on a business sale. And it was all in your face. And now what we're finding out is the people who sell are serving first. It's not about, hey, here's the contract. Hey, here, give me your credit card. Send me a check. I don't think people write checks anymore or Apple Pay or Google Pay, whatever the case may be. But people want to know who you are because the benefit of 2020 is anybody can be in business, anybody can have a website, anybody can do e-commerce. But the bad side about that is anybody can be in business. Anybody can have an e-commerce site. And, and so there's ways to do it. And even if you're not a big company, like I'm a solopreneur, okay, I can compete with the big boys because it's all about serving. So talk to us a little bit about how we're all really selling, whether we realize it or not. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. I think what is going to make people successful right now, and and this is... I. Th- 
I also believe that this is one of the reasons why many of us start our business is because we have a servant's heart. We want to serve. We want to make an impact. We want to assist people in some way, uh, teach people in some way, whatever that is, but that servant's heart and showing up. So the the strategy behind what I do is relationship first, rapport always. So everything is built on rapport. And I truly believe that you know we are we know what it's like to be sold to like we know when we're on the receiving end of somebody who's selling to us that's treating us like a dollar sign or or doing that like high pressure sale and how uncomfortable and gross it feels and frankly i think we're just so savvy now in in our day and age and we're also skeptical right like we are skeptics and we're savvy so there's a lot of choices we can go to a lot of different places to get our needs met. And we are going to give our dollars to the people who legitimately care and treat us like they value us as a person, not just a dollar sign. I love that because my, like I alluded to earlier, my favorite platform right now is LinkedIn because you can really build relationships on LinkedIn. You really can't do it on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram are so noisy these days. But I think LinkedIn is the place to be. But it is all about relationship. And you mentioned rapport. So for people in our audience who may be listening to go rapport, what, what, is, what does she mean by that? So can you really simplify what, what do you mean by rapport? What I mean by rapport is showing up from this place of actually caring about the other person. I also think that rapport, it's the difference between talking at somebody and talking with somebody. Because we want to be talked with. We want to have conversations. And you can do that on LinkedIn. You can do that uh, in face-to-face. You can do that over email with your clients as well. We don't just want to be talked at. And we know what it's like to get a LinkedIn request right, from somebody who says, you know, Oh, I saw your profile. I'd like to connect with you. And then you connect with them. You, you accept their invitation. And then you just get bombarded with like, Hey, let me tell you how I'm so great. Yep. It's like this... like. I call it word vomiting. It's like somebody just word vomits all (laughs) over your LinkedIn telling you how awesome they are and how you should check out their program and how you should download this thing and how you should sign up for that thing. There's no rapport there. Mm -hmm. There was no like, Hey, you know, tell me a little bit about why you got started. What, what, you know, what's going on in your business right now? Are you looking for any resources? Are you, are you interested in connecting? Those are questions. Questions build conversation because questions let the person answer, not just talked like be talked at, talk with. Yeah, I call those the Ernest Hemingway DMs that you get <laughs> as soon as you sign up. Now, what I do, because someone took the time to connect with me, I do send them a message and I have tried many different messages. What I found to be most, um, it's working right now in June of 2020, what's working for me right now is LinkedIn's really big on company pages. They're really like giving company pages a lot of love. So I have a company page on LinkedIn called Mr. Productivity. And so when I connect with someone or they send me a connection request, first thing I do, and I do have this on my iOS notes, I send them a message that says, hey, you know, great to meet you, Nikki. Hope you're having a great day. Hey, listen, I've got a company page where I give you productivity tips and I give them the link. It's staying on the LinkedIn platform. So I'm not sending to my website and it's about value. And people have been really receptive of that because I'm not saying, hey, I've got a course, buy my book. 
book, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. It's all about, hey, listen, I've got this other resource because I really want to help you be more productive. That yeah. seems to be really well, served me really well in my audience because, like you said, I'm building rapport. I'm leading with value, not like, hey, buy my course, hire me as a coach. I'm leading with value. And I think that's really important. I agree. I agree. I love that that's your strategy, that you're giving somebody something where I also love the idea of giving people a little bit of a taste of your work. It's like, let them dip their toe in the water and check you <laughs> out, right? To see like, it, you know, does this guy resonate with me? Do I like his style? Are his tips something that I can implement right away and get results? So I totally believe in that strategy. And I do that um, on my side of my business, not not as much on LinkedIn, although I may actually implement your strategy here of sending people. Don't copy me. Page. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're so smart. So I'm going to, you know, we've got to learn from the best. So, oh, thank you. Um, but I do this in my emails too, that there, there's a lot of opportunity for people to dip their toe in the water, to learn more, that there is value there. And that oftentimes drives people to go, Man, if she if she gave me that tip, yep. if I was able to implement right away and get a result, I wonder what else there is for me. And then when people come in, they really do get to see like here is everything else that's available and is going to serve you in some way. One of the things I have been doing trial and error with over the last couple of years is webinars. And everybody lo- thinks that webinars should be free. Well, when you start doing the webinars and you do the replays, a lot of people sign up and very few people show up. There's statistics out there. I don't have them in front of me and say, okay, what if I do a webinar and don't do replays? So if you don't show up live, you don't get it. And that worked a little better because people say, well, where's the replay? And statistics have shown most people don't list, watch the replay. It's statistics. Mm-hmm. So then what I started doing, I have a, actually have a webinar coming up this Saturday called, you know, how to deal with distractions. And I'm charging $9.97. Now there's two reasons why I'm doing that. Number one, and if you do sign up, you do get the free, you get the replay for seven days, only seven days because studies have shown people are not going to watch a webinar replay after seven days. And what I'm, the reason why I'm doing it is it's kind of a qualifier because we're talking about sales. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not willing to spend $10 for a one hour webinar where I'm going to give you lots of value, you're probably never going to be a client of mine. And so I'm kind of using it in the qualifier. I'm also giving away something really sweet on the webinar as well, but you got to attend the webinar and stay all the way to the very end. I'm going to write down everybody's names because there won't be a lot of people at the end. Maybe they will. I could be surprised. And then they're going to, they're going to win a month of coaching from me, but I'm always trying to find, because if you, if you, I just interrupt myself, get used to that. Nikki, I do it all the time. Just, (laughs) you don't make me feel better when you sign up for my email newsletter or you down my top five productivity tips. You know, I got a lot of people doing that. So I want to help you. I genuinely want to help you. And if you just, I'm sure you've done this too. You go download a, a lead magnet, could be a white paper, a PDF file, whatever. And how many times do you actually even open it? I, I'll be, I freely admit, I've got scores of them on my, on my computer. I've never looked at them. They sounded good at the time and I was really you know, excited about it, but I never opened them. And the, the point I'm going at is that I want to help people. I just don't want you to get my stuff. I want you to take it and learn from it because that's how you get to, like you used earlier, you know, rapport, build rapport. I want to show you that, hey, I can truly help you. Yeah, I love that strategy too for you that this idea. Now, I do a monthly webinar and I will say people come and I, I it's it's not surprising to me. Well, it was surprising at first, but now I've done, been doing it for so long that sometimes I'll have people sign up and come, like legitimately show up. 
seven times before they'll hire me. Same webinar, wow. same topic. And so this goes back to my training in neuro-linguistic programming that people have what's known as a convincer strategy. There's a certain number of times they have to say no before they can say yes to you. And so making sure that you're putting yourself out there in that way. So whether it's a $9 offer or you know a $10 offer for them to come to something, but giving them that opportunity and then also creating that sense of like, Scarcity and also yes. this like urgency, I think, is really important because we live in this type of society where if it's not right in front of your face right now, it just doesn't even get it's it's like, well, that's just gonna go on my to-do list, or yes. that's just gonna go to the bottom <laughs> of like, I'm gonna get to that someday, right? Yep. But we have to help people, especially when we have something that's gonna make a difference. And specifically with your clients who are struggling with productivity, they need help. <laughs> they need some structure, right? So you have to make it super easy for them to take that next step with you. So I love this idea of like. Here's a low cost, like again, dip your toe in the water with Mark, check him out, and then he's going to offer you something amazing at the end so that you can really take this, what you learned, and take it to the next level. And I think that's an important part of the selling kind of process of like moving people through your process, getting them started, give them something Mm -hmm. of value, and then what's the next thing after that? Yeah, because we have the free posts, so you can listen to the Mark Stuchowski podcast as you are right now. You can follow me on social media. You can read my blog. That's all free. The next mm-hmm. level is the uh, the $10 webinar. The next level after that, I have what's known, I create a test drive uh, coaching call. Okay, now, usually when you hear the word test drive, you think about going to the car dealership and you test drive for free. But I have a $49, well, it's going to go up over time, obviously. I started $25, now it's $49. I give them a 30 minute full on coaching call. Okay. There's no sales pitch. I mean, it's really, I mean, that's way, way, it's a fraction of what I normally charge. Again, it, it's going, it's going up the stairs free, $10, $49. Then you get to my bigger packages, but you can, okay, $49. If he's ho- totally horrible, I've lost 50 bucks. Okay. But if you hired me for the big price, now you're not happy. Then we have not only do I have to refund your money, now we have all those other issues. So I I believe in that. But the other thing I notice that people are doing, and I, I'm fascinated to watch this on LinkedIn, is great debate. How many times should you post on social media? And I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, which I adore the guy. He's awesome. I just don't like his potty mouth, but he's awesome. And someone asked him how many times you should be posting on social media every day, like I'm across all platforms. He said 100. And the person said, a hundred? He goes, yeah. Do you know how noisy social media is? If you post once every other day, people are not going to see your stuff. And, he, and, the, and the person who's talking to them says, well, what about the people who get sick of it? He goes, that's like 1%. They can unfollow me. I don't care. I, I don't care. Yeah. But yeah. the people who want to hear you more want to hear you. They want to see your stuff. So on my profile, I post three times a day. They're usually like 5 a.m., noon and 5 p.m. And then the page is the same thing. And on my, I also have a page for the Mark Chuchowski podcast on LinkedIn. So I post about seven times. Plus I spend about an hour a day doing about 25 comments. So between my seven posts and the 25 comments, that's 32 com- piece of content on, so on LinkedIn, that's just LinkedIn because as you know, it's really difficult to sell. If no one knows you're there, if you're posting right. once a week, how can you sell? Because people, it, it, the social media happens so quickly. 
Yeah, it's so funny, especially in the sales process and people who aren't very comfortable with sales, we often think that everybody's paying really close attention to us, right? <laughs> like everybody, the whole world revolves around me. Everybody's yep. thinking about, oh my gosh, can you believe Nikki just said that or just did that? But most people don't even notice. Yep. And um, it reminds me, like my my coach always, sometimes he screams this through Voxer at me, like, be prolific, Nikki, like be prolific. You have to be everywhere all the time. And, uh, and he's a great example of this. I remember he talked about how for like two years, he emailed his list every single day. And people were like, oh, you can't send an email to your list every day. People every day? Are you serious? Did yeah, I hear every you say, day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and he says at the end of this, he said, I didn't get any more unsubscribes like as a percentage than I did. He's like, because the people who like me are going to stick around. And the people who are like, this guy is ridiculous. How dare he email me every day? They're going to go away. And so I always say like, bless and release the people who are not ready for you mm. or, who, or who are just not like, who aren't drawn into what you do or aren't on board with your message. That's okay. I'm totally fine with... I. I actually unsubscribe people from my list who send me who send me messages of like I don't like getting all these like sales emails from you. I'm like, great, you don't have to. I'll just unsubscribe you, no problem. <laughs> I love that because uh, one of the things I do with my webinar, I learned this from Brendan Burchard. I took some training from him, and he says when you start when you do a webinar, any kind of training, he says when you announce it like two three weeks ahead of time, no one signs up. Two weeks at a time. No one signed up. A week. They only sign up to like, oh my gosh, it's tomorrow or it's in two days. That's when all the signings. So like now that I know that, like the webinar is this Saturday, very few people signed up, but I know today's Tuesday. Well, actually you're listening to us on Wednesday, record this on Tuesday. So folks, it is June 24th while you're listening to this. I do the episodes the next day. So, but I know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, people will be signing up for it. And yeah. I used to get stressed out, but it happens to everybody. You know, either they sign up as soon as they get their first email or there'll be a big lull until like a few days before and you say, hey, space is running out. Then everybody starts because they're like, oh, it's three weeks away. Oh, the world can end. What's going to happen? And so it's not a priority. But when the date gets closer, now like, oh, my gosh, I got to sign up for this. It, it's it's funny. It happens even with people like uh, Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard and stuff like that because people are like, ah, three weeks, four weeks. Ah, I got time. Yeah, that's a lifetime. I actually have started the morning of a webinar. If I'm going to do a free training, the morning of the webinar, I send out a whole, e like an email to my whole list mm -hmm. saying, Will you be joining us? And I get a ton of signups that day. So, same thing, like I'll have, you know, some signups here and there over the course of like the week or two that I'll promote it before. But that morning of, I get a ton of signups because people are like, oh, it's, it's today. I have time today. <laughs> or I can, you know, it's like everything yep. has to be immediate and in our face. The other thing I think is we also have trained people. Oh, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you a bunch yep. of times. So you don't have to do it right now. And then every once in a while, somebody will reach out to me and they'll be like, you didn't, Nikki, I never knew that you were doing this thing. And I was like, well, I sent like three emails about it. And they're like, but you didn't send one today. I go, all right. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I had a big um, eureka moment a couple days ago. When you sign up for my email list, whether it's the Mark Suchesky Insider or you get my top five productivity tips, whatever, I send them out an email, like they get the welcome email like everybody gets. And then every three days they get like an email, which is, uh, I actually share a, a blog post I wrote that I think could give them value. And at the bottom of all these emails, I'm like, Hey, why don't you put a PS about the webinar coming this 
the Saturday. And then Saturday morning, I'll go replace it with something else. So I did that. And, and now I'm like, I couldn't believe I didn't, I should have thought about that like all these long, all these months ago. But now when you sign up for my email, if I'm doing a webinar, every email you get from me is going to have the promotion at the bottom there. Because like you said, if you only say it a couple times, it's not going to resonate with people, but I am doing what you do. Uh, I'm sending an email on Thursday saying, Hey, it's two days away. And I'm going to do on Saturday morning saying, Hey, it's in a few hours because people will wait until the last moment. They could have the best of intentions, but it could be a week away. Like, eh, you know, something could happen, but the urgency is like, okay, this is going to happen. And if I don't get in, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. So that is, these are little things. See, everybody wants the big hacks. These little things like emailing your list the morning of, those are such small tax. They take you what? 10 minutes to write the email and send it. But people are looking for the big hacks instead of the little ones. And I think you get more more bang for your buck, for the, for lack of a better word, with the little hacks than you do the big hacks. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. I think sometimes also I'm a big believer in in these like bite-sized things, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it's bite-sized, I can do it. Yes. But if you're an expert on something and you try to tell me like, here's everything I know about productivity, I would be so overwhelmed that I would shut down. But if you can give me one tip that goes, hey, Nikki, here's one way to improve your productivity. I'm going to be like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do it. And then... I can come back for more. And I, I know because I heard you do this once on one of your podcast episodes where you're like, go take action right now, today, just after we get off this podcast. Because if you go take action right now, today, you're going to get results, right? And results is what really drives people to want more. So we have to give them things in bite-sized pieces and just enough for them to go like, oh, I could do that. Knowledge is great. But like I always use the analogy when I used to speak. Remember when we used to speak? Remember back in the day we used to actually go places <laughs> and speak? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I would tell people, you know, let's say you want to swim and you watch YouTube videos and you watch swim meets on TV and you, you go to your local sports store and you, you buy a bathing suit and maybe you go sit by the pool and, you know, and you're like watching the people swim. At some point, you got to jump in the pool. And that's why I try to tell people everything I teach or what you teach, Nikki, you know, you can learn, 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 but at some point you got to take the information and go do something with it. And, and I don't want people to be a passive listener. I know you're probably walking the dog out for a run, bike ride, whatever. It could be on a plane, whatever. But I want you to take something that Nikki and I talk about and go do something with it today. Because if you just go to the next podcast or you get to Starbucks and you start talking to your friend, you're going to forget about it. And why did you spend like a half an hour with us if you're not going to do anything with this information? I'm here and Nikki's here to to help you become a better version of yourself. Well, that's going to take action. We can give you the information, but we can't make you do it. That's right. That's right. And this idea of like if you're going to if you're going to take time and energy to listen to something and if there's something that resonates with you, um, you know, like you said, you got to do something with it right now. This is why I love technology, right? Is that because a lot of times I listen to podcasts in the car. And so I'll be driving, I'll hear a podcast, they'll give some amazing tip or amazing tool that I'm like, oh, I need to know that, but I'm driving. So then I, you know, I stop the podcast and I make a met like a note, like a audio note to myself, like go do this. And then I can go back through my list at the end of the day and go, oh, I got to go download that app or I need to look into this further or I need to actually do this thing, right? Like I've got to send this email now to my list because I've got this thing going on, right? Like those things make the difference. And like you said, it's those 
it's those small little it's those small little things. Like sometimes it's just that one step, that one little step that's going to get you so much closer to your goal than go. Yep. Well, there's this big way to get there, but if you could if you could do the big thing all by yourself, you would have already done it. Yes, and right. what's what's interesting when you said pause, I I, I got a couple compliment uh, comments from my listener. They go, "You guys talk so fast." I'm like, "There's a pause button. You can literally pause and rewind, and you can you can it's it's I don't know if you know Nikki, but you can actually listen to a podcast more than once. It's not against the law, and I'm astounded by people go, "I missed what she said." Listen to it again. <laughs> Rewind it. So there is a miracle technology. You can pause. You can listen faster, slower, whatever. Um, yeah. Most I tell people never listen to the Mark Stuchowski podcast on anything other than 1XB because I always talk ridiculously fast. You, I sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> but I have a, I have a really uh, oddball question for you. You may or may not okay. an- know the answer to this. Why? What do kids, and I mean maybe like in the teenagers, when they're child, when they're like eight, nine years old, why are they so effective salespeople? I see so many kids getting toys or getting McDonald's or anything else. What are they doing? Maybe it's annoying. Maybe the symbol is annoying. Why are they so effective? Because I remember when I was a kid, I could get my parents to do a lot of things. And now if I try that same thing, it doesn't seem to work in the adult world. So what do kids do that's so effective? I think what kids do is they really pay attention to the person they're in conversation with. Mm. They learn. They learn like, what are your triggers? What are the things that get you to take action? And then they do them over and over and over again. And so I think as an adult, when you can pay attention to what gets people to take action and not treat everybody like we're all the same because we aren't, right? Pay attention because people give you cues. I always say, and this is from my background of selling technology is whenever I would sell a piece of technology, when you would open it in the box would be a quick start guide. And it would say like, here are the three steps to turn this piece of equipment on. right? And I believe everybody walks around with a quick start guide attached to them. And if you really pay attention to them as a person, you can pick up like, here's the three steps of how to you know, engage this person, how to sell to this person, how to you know, make this person my friend, like all these things, but you have to pay attention. And I think kids are often they have time to study. They they study the people in their lives and they figure out what are those three quick start like tips to get this person to take action. And that's how they sell. As a dad of two daughters, they're 26 and 22 and out of the house now. I agree with what you said. They knew... <laughs> Oh, dad's in one of those moods. I'm not going to ask him now. Or they, they would, they pull out the five letter daddy. Cause I knew when they said that little girl voice, daddy, I'm like, it melts my heart. And I'm like, what do you want? A Lamborghini? What do you want? And, and so they, they were really good at that stuff. Um, now I never had boys, so I don't know what it's like to have sons, but I will tell you that my girls knew how to get stuff. They would start with the, puppy dog eyes, the daddy. And if I said no, if I stood my ground, then they would get a little more serious and they try the crying and then they start getting angry. They got old. They start getting angry and like, you don't love me. You're not, you're not fair. And it doesn't want this whole transition. And it's like, if I could stay strong during that sweet little daddy phase, I was okay because I could handle the anger. But that Daddy, oh, they got me every time because they knew me. They knew, they knew that saying daddy and the cute little daughter voice would get me every time. But if I could make it through that, I was okay. (laughs) Well, and this idea of if you just pay attention to the people that you're in conversation with, 
pay attention to what are those cues that they give, then all of a sudden the conversation gets easier, selling gets easier, mm-hmm. and uh, the relationship stays intact. Now, you know, don't go into the anger mode or the temper tantrum <laughs> mode when a client says no, that's okay, bless and release. But uh, be willing to pay attention to the people that you are in conversation with because they will give you clues. We want people to be successful in our relationships with us. We want people to do well. And the your clients are the same way. They want you to have a good relationship with them. They're going to give you clues on how to do it. Yeah. And I, one of the people, sometimes people ask me to go, you know, I'm not getting any traction on like LinkedIn. What do I do? And I'm like, when people comment on your posts, do you ever reply? Well, no. Why would I want to do that? Um, that's <laughs> called building rapport. That's like, hey, even if you say, hey, thanks, Nikki, for your thoughts. I really appreciate it. Now they'd be heard. If if you don't reply to these people, and I mean more than just like clicking the like button. I mean, you actually reply. They're going to okay. think, well, I'm not going to comment on her posts anymore or his posts anymore. If you take the time. Now, if you get comments like Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously you can't do that for 10 million posts. But most people only get maybe, what, 50, 40 po- uh, comments. You can take time to reply to people or even if you do most of them. And I think people don't understand that people who are leaving comments are real human beings. There's something about your post that resonated with them. They read it or they engaged in it and they commented on it. And I think that you should take the courtesy of thanking them for for taking the time to reply. Now, if they just give you a thumbs up emoji, you don't have to acknowledge those. But the other ones who actually take the time to write one or two sentences. Yeah, I think that you should, as a common courtesy, reply to them. What do you think? I totally agree. I I feel the same about if somebody takes the time to send you a message, whether it's email, whatever, unless it's just like a straight up sales, like, hey, Nikki, let me word vomit all over you. And I I may not (laughs) respond to those. But if somebody takes the time to comment on something that I do, I feel it is absolutely my obligation to respond and thank them or acknowledge them in some way. I think people want to be seen and heard. Like, again, Social media is noisy and it's easy to feel like nobody knows that you exist because there are so many other bigger personalities out there. So if somebody takes the time to respond or comment on something that you do, make sure they feel seen and heard by you. Mm-hmm. And that means responding. Because again, that's that rapport builder. There, I, I truly believe that every single person you come into contact with, you have a rapport bank account. And you're either making deposits in that account or you're making a withdrawal. And my goal is to always make a deposit. If I can make a deposit in my rapport bank account with each person I come into contact with, at some point, I'm going to build up a balance. Also, I build up a balance because, hey, let's let's be really frank. I'm, I'm human. I make mistakes. Sometimes I might miss making a comment and somebody's like, oh, well, she commented on everybody else's but didn't on mine, right? <laughs> like, oh, she's a jerk. I'm hoping I've built up enough credits. They're like, oh, she probably missed it. I'm going to give her some grace, right? Mm-hmm. But Make sure you're making deposits with people um, as much as possible. Rapport, you know, rapport bank accounts, they are priceless to you as a business owner and as a human to have credits with people where people will just give you some grace and or they'll they'll feel really like connected to you. Now, do you have t-shirts to say bless and release on them? Have you have you gotten t-shirts like <laughs> that? Because you said it like three or four times in the show today. I love that. I do say that a lot. And uh <laughs> I, I don't have teacher t-shirts yet. But you should. Bless and release yeah. and have your little little logo down there. I think that'd be my a- little logo. Yeah. If you make them, I, make I, sure I, you give me a free one because I, I gave you the idea. 
I will. I'll send you one for sure, Mark. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Well, we, we talked about a lot on the show today, so I want to thank you for being on the show. But where can we find out more about you? Because, you know, the listener is probably just as intrigued as I am about what you do and everything you, you share with us today. So where can we find out more about you? Well, you can find me, uh, which is wrapped in a gift, actually. So for your oh, listeners. Nice. I have an ebook called Closing the Sale where I really kind of walk people through what happens in the discovery, the proposal, and the close process and some language suggestions around that. So to get that, you can go to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash MS. So that's for Mark Strachewski. Very good. I'm ah, impressed. Good. <laughs> okay, good. So yoursalesmaven.com forward slash MS. You'll get my Closing the Sale ebook and you'll be on my website so we can connect from there. Excellent. So I'll put that in the show notes. And I really appreciate you being in the show today. It was really nice to talk about sales because, you know, you don't have to have the word sales in the title. Moms are sales, uh, salespeople, kids are, of course, business people are. And I know I learned some things on here. And and folks, reach out to Nikki, take advantage of the gift. It'll be in the show notes. But it was incredible having you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my training this Saturday, June 27th at noon Eastern, How to Deal with Distractions. Just click the link in the show notes or click the banner at mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Duchesky Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.